welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident at 30. This week's episode is a guest episode, and whilst I love and adore interviewing every single one of my guests that I invite on the show, I particularly adore interviewing my clients. And Hilary McVeigh, who is our guest today, just recently finished the Turning 30 coaching course. She is a coach herself, which you'll hear about when I introduce her in just a minute. And we actually had a really special meeting when we first met back in Costa Rica in, I think it was in February of this year. Wow, time has flown since then. And we've been working together since May. And I'm really excited about this episode because as you may have been listening to on the podcast the past few episodes, I'm really talking a lot about how to create and how to build your next chapter, how you can really go from feeling that you need a change and you want to change, and then actually going out there and creating that life. And this is exactly, exactly what Hillary has done. And this is an episode that really does specifically look at careers and really look at what it's like when you're in your 20s and for some of you it would also be when you're in your 30s and you are lost in your career or you feel like you're working in something that just doesn't align with actually what you really want to do but you're in that space of feeling so trapped so what I call in that I don't know that you can't get out of it. So I'm not going to carry on talking anymore in the intro because I'm going to really give away so many of the gems that are in this episode. So I'm going to introduce Hillary and then we'll start the podcast. So Hillary is an empowerment and self-discovery coach and she specializes in human design. She's currently based in Spain and she's soon to be in Mexico. So Hillary worked as a lawyer in her 20s until she realized that she was traveling down a path of burnout, fatigue, and inauthenticity. And at the age of 27, she hit rock bottom and feeling lost, confused, and really experiencing some health problems, she then decided to quit her job, follow her passions, and move to Europe from Australia to start her own business, where now she works as a certified coach and human design reader, fusing psychology and spirituality to support and guide people back to their true power and activate their greatest potential. And on today's podcast, we're talking all about turning 30 and creating the life that you want. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Hilary, and welcome to the Turning 30 podcast. Thanks, Emma. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy we finally made this happen after all of the false starts and having to rearrange because of internet problems so I'm really happy that we're finally doing this and it's been a long time coming and I think what I want to start with of course I want to ask you all about you but I really want to tell the listeners about what I've been calling our love story and how we actually met so do you want to share the story and then I'll finish it (laughs) yeah so it was in Costa Rica in January of this year I remember we were in Santa Teresa and I was walking into a sushi restaurant and I saw you sitting down there in a table. There was a big group of us. I didn't know many people in the big group and there was two seats available. And I remember going to seat at the opposite seat beside Emma and I last minute was like, no, I'm going to sit beside this, this lovely girl that I haven't met yet. I had a good feeling about it and I sat beside Emma and we ended up just getting on like a house on fire. You told me you were a coach and I just found that so interesting. I was doing more coaching on the side and hadn't really jumped into the full-time coaching and you just really inspired me and you were working remote in Costa Rica. I was working remote in Costa Rica and it was a little bit of match made in heaven. I don't think we came up for air for the whole dinner. I don't think I spoke to anyone else, but yes, and that was the start of our romantic love story. Yeah, wow, love it so much. I also remember you coming to sit next to me and then we just started chatting and as everyone will hear as we as you tell your story and we dive into the episode, we have so much in common, especially that we both, firstly that we were on our solo traveling trips in uh, Costa Rica. We both used to be lawyers and had left. We both are expats and had moved country. So it just felt like we had so much in common and I know that it was a really special conversation and I remember when 
do you remember when you actually left the restaurant? I think you were in the toilet and I couldn't find you yes. and I left. And I got home and I was so upset. It was like when you go on a date with someone and have like a magical experience and then you're like, am I ever going to see them again? And I knew that you were leaving. Do you remember? And I messaged you or maybe you messaged me. We swapped Instagrams and being like, I'm so sorry I never said goodbye. It wasn't personal. I know. I remember coming out of the bathroom and just being like, did she leave? Did she leave me here? Like I just got stood up or something. And I think I actually messaged you. Yeah. I think that's usually my general um, behaviour is to slip out of a party early. So maybe I was doing that. I'm not sure. It's probably past my bedtime, especially as Costa Rica bedtime was like 9pm. And I think it was probably quite late. But yeah, obviously, that was just the start of an amazing relationship that we kept in touch on Instagram. And then you obviously have been through a really transitional time the past few months and led to you to coaching with me and doing the Turning 30 coaching program, which we've recently finished. And, you know, obviously, we've become close friends and also we're now probably going to collaborate and work together and you're going to be coming into my group to talk to my uh, group clients so I'm just so happy and I think it's a really good example of the stars aligning and two people from two completely different parts of the world just ending up in the same place and starting something really beautiful so I really love our, our love story I think it's amazing okay so let's get started and what I want to start with is for you to tell your journey your story of how you have got to where you are right now and you know that the topic of the podcast is turning 30 and creating the life that you want and I want all the listeners to really listen to your story and think about how conscious and intentional everything that you've done over the past few years has been and if you could just enlighten us with what's been going on in your life. Yeah, so as as Emma said, I was working as a lawyer in Australia and I had the safe, secure job. I had the, you know, comfortable relationship. I was saving all my money for a rainy day. I was doing everything right societally, quote unquote. But nothing felt good. I was so exhausted, so burnt out. I was stressed, I felt bitter. I honestly felt like the life was getting sucked out of me every day. And I really felt like I was constantly on fight or flight. I was really in reaction mode, never in action and really felt honestly like my life was passing by. I wasn't an active participant. It just felt like Groundhog Day. And I was almost running on pure adrenaline and coffee. And it was really just because I was running down and striving down the road of the shoulds. You should get the secure job. You should climb the corporate ladder. You should be a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant or something that we've seen modelled for us, but it has nothing to do whether we actually enjoy it or whether we like it or whether we're even good at it. And I'd studied for seven years to become a lawyer and I thought that this was what was going to give me the happiness and the success I desired, but it's far from what I got. And it was very much like I would doubt myself or second guess because this was all I was trained for. I didn't know what else to do. I hadn't gotten a university degree for anything else and I felt really stuck and I also felt very lost. And I ended up landing in an extremely, extremely toxic work environment. I had, my boss was really, it was quite traumatic for me. And even though I really hated my job, I stuck it out for years and I always felt like, there must have been something wrong with me because I looked around and other people were doing what I was doing and they were okay with it or they just seemed to be okay with it and no one was questioning things as much. But I just knew deep down that there was something else for me, even if I didn't know what it was, but I knew that this was not it. I would look at my bosses and just think, why am I striving for something so hard when I don't even want their life? I don't even want what they're they're working towards. They don't look happy. Why am I trying to recreate their life? So even though I had like achieved everything I wanted, I still didn't have the success or the happiness or the fulfillment that I thought it would bring me. Felt like it was this never ending spiral of like struggle and my self-worth got so low. I remember my confidence was so low. I felt like it was just not possible to do anything else. And I think as well, just the work environment really made me question my confidence. And I remember even the HR woman She said to me when I started coming to her that I might be thinking about 
making other decisions or if I was having problems with how my boss was treating me she kind of even said to me that I kind of had become a different person she was like you're not the same person as you walked in you were so much more confident you were so much more full of life and I think I kind of had been like pegged down and almost like became a different version of myself Um, and at my lowest I remember I had like a full-blown panic attack in my cubicle and I just realized that I really needed to make a change the thing was I wasn't listening to my body at that time it was screaming for us and it was screaming for a change my intuition was telling me there's something more this isn't right and I was experiencing all these roadblocks and all these hurdles and all these setbacks and all this resistance because I now see that I was trying to be pushed on my correct path and it was trying to get me to question things and to see that there was another way because if it had have all worked out I might still be a lawyer and I might still be slaving away yeah I just want to just say something here that I could not resonate with you anymore and I know this is why we obviously clicked and bonded so much from the beginning because I have such a similar story and I just think it's so important to speak out loud about these things and what I resonated with the most is that feeling like when your body signals you and it's that panic and obviously yours came out in a panic attack living a life that isn't in alignment but you're almost in that point when you're so far into it like you know something is wrong but you can't really put your finger on what like you're almost too inside of it to fully understand what it is and for me I remember the day so clearly that I'd been working in this again it wasn't so toxic but let's just say in an environment that wasn't conducive to the way I wanted to work at all and it had been about three months since I'd started my training in this big corporate law firm and I remember one day I walked out of the steps of the office, it must have been on a Friday after a full week of work, and I remember walking out onto London Bridge, which is where the office was, and just literally tears streaming down my face. So it was my, isn't not a panic attack necessarily, but an emotional attack. And I remember being like, I know this isn't for me. I know there's something more. I know that there is, but I just don't know what it is. I didn't know. I like the same way as you I'd been on this academic path I had been there was no other options I hadn't been researching what else to do or even all of my energy and attention for the six years of studying had been going towards this future career and it was building up and building up inside of me and I remember I just messaged my parents who live in Manchester and I live in London being like I'm coming home and I've never done anything like that before and I remember I got on the tube I packed my bag and I went straight back to Manchester and I sat with both of them and I said there's something going on with me I really 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 don't want to be a lawyer like I really really don't now that was the start of me finally saying and admitting to myself that the shoulds weren't for me and that I was trying to I always get the saying wrong fit a square peg into a round hole but I still then did go on to complete my training contract and I worked for another almost two years but it was fine because when I was working more consciously and in awareness and it was something different but I just wanted to say how much I resonate with that story of that breaking point like you almost get to a breaking point where it bubbles up inside and then your body can't deny it anymore and whether it's a panic attack whether it comes out with like a chronic headaches or stomach problems or like for me the constant tears that were happening all day every day And I think that sometimes we've just got to listen to the signs from our bodies, from inside. So yeah, I had to kind of stop you in the middle of the story to just say how much I resonate with it. And I know so many people will also be listening here and nodding along saying, wow, 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 that's exactly what I'm going through or have been through. I know sometimes you really need to hit that rock bottom or that emotional breaking point to actually make a change. And it's very much, it's almost, you need to like, have that shaken out of your system because it's bubbling up and when you hit that breaking point you can get to that acceptance of just being like okay this isn't right for me it's almost like you finally admit it to yourself and that's even just the first step because a lot of the time we're in denial or we're thinking oh no there's something wrong with me it's not the outside circumstance it's me and it just really makes you take a moment to like look within and be like okay how did I get here and almost take accountability of where did I get off track? Almost like where did the conditioning and where did the um, other people's or society's expectations or me trying to prove myself or me trying to become someone else or morph myself into someone else, 
in order to what I thought would give me what I wanted in this life. And it's really just like getting back to what you authentically and truly want in this like one short lifetime and really getting clear and almost like looking at the difference between the two lives and seeing where there's a gap between it. Like if you want to have the freedom or the autonomy to be able to work remotely and live, live something that's like truly lighting you up or passionate. And then you compare with what your day to day is now. And you can just like see the difference and then almost just, you don't have to make this one big decision in that moment. You can just start making little incremental changes or even just a promise to yourself that you will start listening to your body. You'll start listening to intuition. You will no longer say yes to to things that should be a no. And you start to like clear space a little bit. And I think it's just when you start being honest with yourself as you were and you went to your family and I think the biggest thing a lot of the time is that we get worried about what other people will think and if our family will be disappointed Um, but I know from my experience it was very much like yes they were like a little bit surprised or confused or didn't understand because to them it was like but you're a lawyer like you work so hard like this is amazing how could you not be happy with this But when they saw that, you know, it was literally, they saw me in tears. They saw the person that this like shell of a human I'd become, you know, they just want you to be happy at the end of the day. And I really, really, really found that. And that was like a big thing for me was that once I felt like I had their support or that at least they just trusted me. And I think a lot of the time, if we trust ourselves and we kind of own ourselves then that gets reflected and mirrored. So that was like a big thing. But um, yeah, sometimes I'm almost like grateful that I kind of landed in this toxic work environment because it did push me out. It did help me discover like the work I do now. It helped me discover like psychology work, self-development work and manifestation and human design. And I know we'll speak about that later, but it was very much because I hit my breaking point, I really dived deep into it. And I really looked at my own limiting blocks and how I got to that place. And that's when I decided to make a change. And I decided that if I wanted a different narrative, then I needed to rewrite it and I needed to take my life back. So I remember I took a week off work and it was like stress leave and I just dived into it I did so much journaling so much meditation so much inner work and really looked at how I guess how I got into that situation basically and I yeah decided to make the change I moved to Berlin I quit my job I started my own businesses and I was able to really create the life that I wanted. And I remember sitting in my cubicle, my law cubicle, and just being like, but what else will I do? It's not possible. I remember the thought of even being an entrepreneur was like, no, I have no idea what the hell I would do. Like, how could I do that? I didn't even know what I'm passionate in. I remember I didn't even know what I was passionate in. I was so disconnected from myself, but I think the more and more, um, I just like delved in and allowed myself to believe in different possibilities. I remember I would go on Instagram, I would listen to podcasts and I found evidence of other people that transformed their life and thought, well, if they did it, then I can do it. And I just expanded my subconscious to believe that it could be possible for me as well. Wow. I have so much that I want to unpack. I want to just say one thing that I really agree with and think is a very important thing that happened to you and to me and to every single one of my clients who's who've worked with me is the taking responsibility part so you even just said the words I understood that I needed to change the narrative you took responsibility basically and it's getting out of that victim mode that a lot of people who are in this space now say oh well it's not my fault my parents pushed me into being a lawyer or you know I didn't have another option or well how else am I going to make money my story was well I don't have money for my parents and I want to live in London so it's the only way I can live there so that's why I got pushed into it you know it's really stopping like you did and taking a minute and being like okay how can I take control now and what parts of the story have I been telling myself that have created this result and it's something very very difficult when you're in that low place to take responsibility because you almost don't want to because taking responsibility would mean a sense of doing something wrong and that's what I want to say is that it's not doing something wrong taking responsibility isn't blame taking responsibility is saying okay let me look at the situation objectively let me really understand what's been going on for me let me accept it very important and then let me move on instead of just being like well it's my fault or it's her fault or it's my parents fault or you know it's my boss's fault and all of those things so I love that part of the story and I think that's very much linked to coming into your own space and letting go of societal conditioning letting go of the shoulds so yeah that's just kind of one thing I really wanted to say is just how important it is to take responsibility and to let go and I guess my question for you is 
when you were in that space and you were in that deep dark place like you said you hit rock bottom and you had the thing was it the self-development work that led you to take responsibility or did you take responsibility and then do the self-development work like I'm just curious to know like how that unfolded for you yeah no definitely self-development work first like I'm I think it's very easy to get in victim mentality blaming my boss blaming you know that I was kind of pushed down this and it's not my fault and like what else am I supposed to do yeah, I think that that's kind of, you, you go straight to that victim mentality. You don't want to take the blame. Um, but through self-development work, 100% that helped me see that I am the creator of my own reality. Yes, I have had conditioning. Yes, things were passed down on me. But my parents did the best they could. They, like, they were parented the way they were parented. They wanted me to be happy and successful. So they thought their conditioning is that you need to be a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant or whatever. They gave me the education that they thought would bring me happiness and success. So they had well-intentioned, but it's so easy though to put the blame game. But I think with the self-development work, you realize that that just takes you a spiral and it doesn't help anyone. Like it literally is a spiral of just negative loops and you're reinforcing your conditioning and I think when you take accountability back, I felt like I took my power back. It was like I liberated myself. It was like, okay, well, I'm going to take accountability for what is my subconscious limiting beliefs. So basically when we're from about zero to nine years old, we're just sponges absorbing everything. So whatever you saw in society or whatever your parents were doing or anything around you, you just basically absorb it as truth. And if you saw any pain or shame, you just make these narratives in your mind. And I think with this self-development work, it made, it helped me really unpick and like work out what was running back there in my brain that I didn't even realize was, was happening. And, you know, these beliefs that I couldn't make money or make a living from something I loved or that the only way to have the safety and security that I wanted was to have the corporate job. So I think it was really, yeah, I think it was a self-development work and honestly feeling a connection to spirituality as well and knowing that there is a bigger purpose for me and knowing that there's a reason I'm here, that it wasn't by accident that I was born. There's a reason and I'm not just here as an extra. When no one is here as an extra, we're all here to get back to our true, true authentic and what I call soul self. So yeah, it was very much, it really helped me and opened up my eyes because I never grew up with spirituality. I never grew up with any of this self-development work. You know, I'd never seen a psychologist. I didn't know how any of this works. So I think the more knowledge I got, the more I could just take my power back. I was just about to ask you preempt to the next question was that had you ever done any of this work before? Had you ever been in this world before? Because I think that that's the hardest part is that going from being conscious and then all of a sudden doing it, that's the hardest step, right? It's the, okay, oh, I'm being called for something more. I'm being ready. And I was curious to know from you, was it completely new to you? When you were in that dark place and you took that week off for stress leave and you decided to delve in and listen to podcasts and read some books and everything, was that all brand new? So brand new. I remember even being embarrassed about it. I was really shameful. I remember lying to my family and friends about what I was doing. I was delving into neuromanifestation. I was delving into spirituality. I was delving into self-help. I remember being so embarrassed. The thought of getting a psychologist would mean that I was crazy. The thought of me getting a self-help book, I remember like I would order it off Amazon because I didn't want to go into the bookshop and let them think that I was even browsing the self-development world. So yeah, I was so embarrassed about it. And it was so new to me. It was so like woo-woo, this doesn't make sense, like so naive, so how can you even think this is possible? And yeah, I came from a really conservative family. Even I remember when I started doing yoga with my family, they even thought that was weird. They were like, what's yoga? Like, why? That's not real exercise. Like, what are you doing? So yeah, now I'm so spiritual and I'm so, so in the self-development world, but my family's all come around. It's so funny. I've given them readings. I've had sessions with them. They're so into it. They're reading all the books I'm reading because the thing is when they start to see the positive effect it's had on you and the positive change it's had on you and the life that you've been able to create and the relationships you now have people like want like a bit of that they want like a bit of your sparkle now so they dive in so yes it was very new to me and I went fully in I think podcast was the biggest thing that helped me because I just it opened up a whole new world for me so yes it's very much new yeah wow I love that I love the piece about how you've done readings for your family and how they've come like 
you also inspired them and it's leading by example isn't it you know everyone does just want to feel good at the end of the day people want to live a happy life and people who are from more conservative backgrounds and there's a huge taboo still I know especially in the UK there's still taboo around going to see therapist it's becoming more normalized but life coaching therapy this whole world spirituality it's almost like it's still there with the oh god have you heard that she's gone all hippie and all things like that which I know that is people's opinions but at the end of the day you know you can see it for you I can see it for me and all of the clients and people I work with it helps it does it just helps and the thing about it is is that if you get into if you start looking at this work it doesn't mean you have to go live on the in the Himalayas and no longer have internet or wi-fi like it's not this extremist thing you can incorporate in your life and still not be this hippie woo-woo person it just like benefits your life I honestly wouldn't want to do life any differently now it just gives you so much more meaning gives you so much more trust and it's so funny you even said that about my family I even remember my mum I was recently speaking to her and she I was thinking about making a big decision and she just said to me she's like what does your intuition say and I almost dropped my phone I couldn't believe she said that but it's weird like it's honestly it catches on because we all feel this sense we all feel a sense of our intuition we all have our gut responses or our intuitive hits and things like that and we we understand that if someone walks into a room and we feel negative energy and things like that it's like we feel it but we almost like don't allow ourselves to trust these things so I think we have these innate parts of us that we deny but when we get in touch with ourselves that's just when everything is easier and more flowy and there's less like oh resistance and struggle and like things being hard or feeling like you're the unlucky one because you're not it's just that you're you have these beliefs that you're unlucky or things don't work out it's like you really have to do this like yeah self-development one yeah great so that's the first practical takeaway for anybody listening who is currently in a career or in a position in life that doesn't feel right and you haven't yet delved into any of the self-help stuff which maybe isn't true if you're listening to this podcast because this is classified as a self-help podcast but let's say if this is really new to you is don't be ashamed to open up that box don't be ashamed to just go and have a little look inside and see where it leads you and I love your advice Hilary of it doesn't mean you have to go and obviously become a Buddhist monk in a temple or something in, in Nepal you know we, you could do it very easy and take it slowly but definitely a practical step is to just allow yourself give yourself permission to explore so I want to move on and you know we've heard the story now about how you obviously you hit this breaking point and then you went off and you basically created the life that you want and you that led you to moving to Berlin and starting up a business as your entrepreneurial journey and what I want to know is about manifestation because this is a new word that I'm hearing all the time it's something I've recently got very into and I know a lot of listeners have never even heard of what manifestation is and they probably just think manifestation is you know from the secret where you just kind of sit and you just wish something into your life and then it's just someone's going to knock at your front door bringing you you know whatever you wished for which is a huge misconception I think and I would love to hear from you what you believe manifestation to be, what you your take on it is and how you use it. And I guess how that's helped you to create this life that you're living now. Yeah, so I think that's what most people, when they think of manifestation, they think of like the secret and that if you write the check to yourself and mail it, then it's just going to come and, you know, you don't have to do anything. It'll just come out in your bank account. It's like this, if I say it enough times, then it'll happen. Or if I write it down, it'll happen. And it's like, for most of us, that's never worked. So that would be amazing if I could write a check for myself and then it just appears in my bank account. But it's just not how manifestation works. So I think a lot of people get a bit jaded by the idea or just like laugh at it because that obviously doesn't work. So my version of manifestation is neuro manifestation. So it goes way deeper. So basically we manifest from our subconscious brain, not our conscious brain. So that's why when we write down a thing and think that I want the relationship and, you know, we write all the things about our dream man. But if you don't subconsciously, like literally subconscious is what is like deep rooted really in the back of your mind and is actually 95%, you're running 95% on your subconscious. If you don't believe you deserve that or you're worthy of that or that that person exists, then it's really, really hard to manifest that. So basically manifestation is just trying to help you return back to your true authentic soul self and shedding these layers of limiting beliefs programming, conditioning, and even shame you've accumulated. 
And it basically, by doing that, will help you create what you authentically want and the life that you truly desire, not what you think you should desire or what other people have. And it's because at the end of the day, your desires and your interests and your wants have been implanted in you for a reason. And that's to be followed. Like there's a reason why I love this kind of work and someone else is obsessed with fashion design or is obsessed with making music. There's a reason why you have these inbuilt desires and interests and gifts and that's what's to be followed and so with manifestation it's really important to tap back in to what you authentically want not just like oh for ego purposes I want to get the mass of the car and the house obviously that's amazing you can manifest that but if that's what you authentically truly desire so it's really about getting clear on that and it's really about working on those subconscious beliefs and those uh, limiting stories or blocks because you almost have to like share all this basically crap you've accumulated and all this conditioning because that's what's blocking the manifestations to come through. So it's really about looking at where you're acting in low self-worth or where you don't feel like you're deserving of something because basically at the end of the day, we're constantly manifesting whether you even realize it or not. So it's really good to just take the driver's seat. So if you're living with all these subconscious blocks, like I can't do that. If I do that, I fail. If I go out on a limb, I'll be rejected or people will laugh at me or you just feel like, oh, I could never do that because I'm not good enough or I can never do that because I'm not qualified. All these things are blocking your ability to manifest. So even if you write the list and you write the check to yourself, it just doesn't work. It's just not how it works. So you really have to do this self-work and the self-development work that we're talking about to unblock and unshed and almost like unbecome and return to your true self and From that place, you're in this like true magnetic, powerful place where you're able to create whatever you want. So I really take my clients through what I call the flow formula, which is literally just like an energetic hack. Um, So we really start with F, which means we face all the limiting beliefs and all your blocks and work through. And that's where you come into meditating and you journal. This is a big thing. If you pretend you're writing a list of what you want, any limiting belief. So you, you write something that you want and the first thing that comes to your head like, oh, but that's not possible because I'm not pretty enough. Oh, that's not possible because I haven't got parents that can support me to pay for that education. Any, literally anything that pops up. So let's take an example here and we can do like the flow formula in practice. So let's just say, let's take an example that somebody who, let's say, is a lawyer and working in a corporate firm and they want to leave and they, let's, and we're talking about me and you here from however many years ago, we write a list like, I want to leave my job. I don't want to live in this place anymore. I want to move away. How can we use this formula to be that person? So the, the first thing that comes up for me in the flow formula is that well the fear is is that well I've only ever been a lawyer before I don't know anything else or I'm not good enough I'm not creative enough to do another job or I'm not qualified enough to do another job so is this is this the kind of things that will come up for the first step exactly so we would delve into that belief and we would get really clear first where you picked that up from where did you pick up that you're not creative for me I had a similar belief and I remember I had a moment and this is it's like when you start journaling and you meditating on this all this comes out and you don't even realize it's back there in your brain and I remembered I was in art class and I remember my art teacher just said, oh, you know, you're just not that creative. You're more the logical one. And I remember my parents even reconfirmed this being like, oh, Hillary's the one that's she's good at math. She's good at logic. She's very logical brain. Whereas my sister was more the creative spirited one. And so I took on the identity that I'm the logical one. I'm not creative, which is so not true. We are all so creative just because I can't paint a painting or, you know, even that just me saying that is a limiting belief. I'm sure I can. But it's very much like you need to get so clear and be like, even find evidence where you are creative, like being able to talk on a podcast. That's being creative. You're acting on your feet or just even coming up with a different solution while you're at work. You see that you're creative in that way or the way you put your outfit on in the morning. I think it's when we we really have to get clear on where um, we picked up this belief almost like reality tested and see how untrue it is and you just have to unpick it and like give yourself a new story or a new belief system because at the end of the day just because your mind is thinking something doesn't mean it's true so just because you think you're not creative it literally it's like it's not true our biggest fake news is that your mind is the truth and everything you think is 
reality because it's not i'm literally like you can't see the video but i'm literally like waving my hands in the air like celebrating because that's my exactly obviously you know this because you've coached with me but that's exactly it it's don't believe everything you think which is also saying don't believe everything you've been told about yourself i got told in art class when i was 11 years old and i first went to my school uh, i remember doing something and i remember the teacher said something to me along the lines of oh it's a good job that you're uh, you're better at other subjects like as a joke said it it's something like but this as a i remember child you you live in absolutes you think this person of authority and this person that i want to get a good grade from or this person that i want to impress literally just said to me and they don't think of it like as a joke they think they just told me i'm bad at this so i'm no longer going to do this because i don't want to fail and i don't want to get rejected so your mind imprints right there and limiting belief and block until you realize it it's just back there and from then on you think okay well I don't want to try something creative because I will fail at it and I will be embarrassed and shamed about it because someone will laugh at me and make a joke about it and it's so crazy we have that back there and until you do this heavy lifting and this work you don't realize that this is literally what's stopping you from quitting your job and being more creative and thinking of possible ideas because you literally are just running this loop of thinking I'm not creative I will fail if I become, if I try and be creative. It's crazy, it's crazy. It's crazy, it is crazy. And so that first step is really looking at the stories you've been telling yourself and then finding evidence against them, right? That's that's what it would be. Amazing, ne- what's the next step? Next step is L, so we listen to, we I like help my clients reconnect with their intuition. So it's about listening to your intuition and living your human design. Because I think a lot of the time when We've gone down this path and we've felt so, yeah, disconnected from ourselves. We no longer had to like know how to tap back into our body. I have a lot of the time when we start, I start working with people. They're very much, but I don't know what my intuition's saying. I don't have that connection. I, I don't know what's right or wrong, or I haven't learned to trust that. Like sometimes I have these feelings, but you know, maybe this one time I listened to it and it led me down the wrong path or something. And then we just totally lose trust and totally disconnect. But the truth is, is that we all have an intuition you didn't miss the intuition gene everyone has one and it's literally our internal guidance and compass that is just like our own powerhouse and it's just trying to show us a way but we let our overthinking mind and our limiting beliefs and all the stuff we've just spoken about take over because it's so much louder than our intuition but your intuition is this internal knowing and it's trying to guide you and it's telling you there's something more it's telling you that you're you could be better at something else or that follow this calling or follow um you know you see something and it lights you up like you you get this gut response being like wow, this person living this life in, on Instagram or whatever, that looks really interesting to me. Like I'm also interested in, you know, for me it was like self-development and like this psychology stuff. Or you might see someone creating a business that like you would also could see yourself doing. It's like your intuition is like even telling you like this feels good. Like your body is like showing you. But we get so disconnected from it and we don't learn to trust it. So yeah, I really help people really reconnect with this. And also this is where I also look at a person's human design. So me and Emma have actually had a session with human design. But it's very much this is what helped me so much reconnect with myself and realize that my law job was so wrong so human design basically shows you how you best move in the world and how what works for you and how to best what use your energy how to make decisions and also what your inherent gifts and strengths are so really it helps me tailor things for people but I really highly recommend just people to just look up their human design online and see see what they are and yeah there's plenty of information online but yeah what what is human design just in a, in a sentence just so people so it's a mixture uh, no. of astrology eating the kabbalah it's like a lot of ancient wisdom all kind of blended in one and it also incorporates like genetics and neuroscience but it's very much like you could kind of say i don't want to say it's like astrology because it's not and it's definitely not it's a lot more deeper and more specific it's less like this horoscope idea but honestly it just gave me permission to be myself it Literally, I felt like I, you know, I looked at my chart or I, I remember I got a reading around the time that I was looking to quit my law job and it was like the final push I needed. I felt like I was getting mirrored myself. It was showing me everything I was good at. It was showing me how I best could like 
use my energy in a way or like be myself in a way that I could basically create the life I wanted. And it really showed me what was coming up in my life that was trying to push me into another direction. And basically just gave me permission to take my life back. So I really think that, yeah, human design is just like a reflection of you. And it's like shows you that if you didn't have all this conditioning, if you didn't have all this fear, if you didn't have all these limiting beliefs, what you would be like. So I basically kind of, yeah, it shows you kind of your authentic soul self. So, and that's what I hope and I do with my readings is that I kind of want to reflect that back to the person and being like, this is how you can connect with your body. This is what you're here to do. And people just feel like a sense of relief. And I've never had someone that just wasn't like, how are you in my brain? How is this not, how do you know this so much about me? And I think even when I like start dating someone or when I've I've recently met a, a really great guy and like, I was looking at his human design and I was talking him through it and he was just like almost weird. He's not spiritual at all in the slightest. And he was just like, holy shit, how do you know all this? Like, and just felt so seen. And I feel a bit weirded out because he was like, okay, you know way too much about me than I even know about you. But it is, it's honestly, I think it's just more data, more evidence to connect. And like, I feel like, I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know. I know I need as much help as possible. So I'll take whatever I can get. So I love it. I love it as well. I love how it doesn't matter whether you're a believer or not in something like this. It really doesn't matter. I love the phrase that you said, it just gave me permission. And you did a reading for me last week and I loved it as well. And it is a little bit like, huh? How did you know that about me? And I really resonated with so much of it. So yeah, I just love that. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong or if you believe or you don't believe it is what it is and it's definitely an amazing way just to discover something more about yourself like a mirror like you said to hold a mirror to yourself and you know really see okay and then use that data like you said to then go and do whatever you want with it use the data to go and create the life that you want exactly you can always just pick up pick what like helps you and leave what doesn't I feel like there's this big thing that you have to um you know if it helps and it makes you gives you the confidence and the clarity that you need like why not why the hell not and I think that that's the message that we've put in this whole episode is like if the self-development stuff and the getting to know yourself and the podcast and the yoga and the meditation and the human design readings, if, if it helps you, then why the fuck not? Exactly. Like, seriously, exactly. like why not? I know. It's like I'll take a bit of cringe and a bit of like, oh, to like have this amazing life and be able to be happy. Like, and now I'm so cringe. It's so funny. I'd be almost like embarrassed of the person I am now if I look back. But I'm so much happier and I'm so much more fulfilled. So I'll take a little bit of cringe and a little bit of like other people disbelieving. Yeah. Owning the cringe. Yeah. So own, the cringe. own the cringe. Owning it. I'm really owning it. I love that. Really do. I feel like it's just so true. It's like I'd rather be happy, optimistic and cringy than to be pessimistic, cynical and unhappy, which is where I was seven years ago and no one wants to be around that energy anyway like it's so funny because like I don't know why it's like cool to be negative and pessimistic it's not like it doesn't feel good for you and it doesn't feel good for anyone else around you as well yeah it's so 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 true okay so let's carry on the flow formula so we're on the second one let's go back to the third now the O no the O yeah testing my spelling (laughs) yeah so oh always overcome low self-worth and align your actions accordingly so as I was speaking about earlier it's really important for you to feel deserving and worthy of something and you can think all day like I deserve that dream guy or I deserve a job that lights me up and that I'm paid well or whatever but you need to align your actions really accordingly so you can't be settling you can't revert to the negative thoughts or behavior patterns you can't let people cross your boundaries you can't continue to keep yourself small so it's almost like you need to now act from this high self-worth place of no longer I guess continuing to do things that misalign with what you want so no more like taking the booty calls or no more not asking for the raise that you want like you literally have to start walking the walk and talking the talk and acting as if so yeah it's like almost like you just need to start embodying who you want to be and so yeah it's just really about living from this high self-worth place and really knowing from like your true core and this is where your belief your subconscious belief you have to subconsciously believe you deserve this and you have to subconsciously believe that you are worthy to create whatever life because you are you literally are anything that tells you that you you can't create the life or you're not worthy to have a x y and z is literally a lie and you just have to work on those subconscious beliefs that that you think that you aren't deserving of that because 
you just being here, listening, breathing, anything, you deserve whatever you want. And you just have to unpick anything that tells you otherwise and start acting from that place. I love this step of the of the flow formula and it's something that is really come to life for me in the past couple of weeks because I was looking for a new apartment and had kind of given up and on the day that somebody offered to me a great apartment that had nothing on my list I'd written a manifestation list of all the things that I wanted that had been told many times was never going to happen it was too ridiculous and then I got offered an apartment that would be settling it was great it was lovely and it was a really great deal and a great price and I just was like I don't feel like my intuition wasn't jumping on it it was kind of like my mind was rationalizing that I should take it, but something didn't feel right inside. And then I remembered this thing when it comes to this world of manifestation, the lesson of, you know, that's just a test to see what you truly want. And also you've got to keep what I call like clearing out the energy to find, to, to still be on the target. And I couldn't, I found it very hard to rationalize it, but in the end I said, no, actually this isn't me going for what I really want. It's just a logical decision and I'm not, in the place anymore I'm just making logical decisions and then the minute I said no to that that same day I actually found my apartment which had almost everything on the list so I love that it's like for anyone who's like interviewing for jobs or dating or apartment hunting or just for anything that you're calling in you have to keep pushing away to the side anything that doesn't align with the final goal with the final thing that you want exactly you can't settle because you're going to get like things coming in that are really close to what you want and it's going to be like oh will you take this will you take this and you're like no I know that I deserve the full shebang. I know that I what I want exists. I'm not settling. I'm not going to like submit back to low self-worth that it's not possible or that it won't happen for me. And yeah, and that brings me to W for you just literally wait for the universe to deliver while you're embodying this like version of yourself. You literally just act as if in your authentic self-worth, in your power, you just hold the pose and yeah, no longer settling. And then that's when it starts to come in. And that's when you as well just like listen to your body's guidance, your what your intuition is telling you. Your intuition was saying, no, it's coming. It's coming. Don't settle now. And you just got to listen. You can't listen to, you know, your friend that's thinking, you're so crazy. Why would you, you know, not take this other apartment? It's, it seems so good, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, I know that it's coming and I'm not going to settle. Because if you had settled in that moment and said, I'll take this other apartment, your dream one would have never come in because you would have, you wouldn't have been looking. You were already taking it so you just have to trust and yeah just continuing to live the life like as if live as the person that you want to be and it just happens honestly it does sometimes it doesn't make sense but it does yeah it's like fake it till you make it in a way and I teach this in my coaching I I call it future you it's like who is the version of you who's already achieved that goal and then it's like just be her really how does she think how does she what does she do what choices does she make does she date somebody who isn't hasn't got aligned values and just wants to have sex on after the first day and never call you again no that person the future version of me doesn't do that does that future version sign an apartment that it isn't truly right for her no she doesn't and so I really love this it's like like you're saying like you've just got to wait and but when you say wait it's not passive no actively wait no you're still doing all the aligned action you're still like making steps forward it's not you waiting it's literally you just making the steps and doing what you need to do and then just it'll just it just comes and I do exactly the same thing with my clients it's very much like in a moment where you're forced to make a decision or you're deciding where you're going or who you want to be in that moment literally just ask yourself like what would my higher or my soul self do right now and even sometimes it can be super powerful is like and what I do and some of my clients do it's like in the morning do a 10 to 15 meditation and just envision the person you want to be that day it's like show your subconscious that this is the person I'm going to embody and then honestly like you just move through the world in a different way and it's like I feel like if you just make incremental steps towards like your authentic self that's when it just all adds up in the end you don't have to like make this big change overnight you just take it step by step and then you look back in hindsight after you know a few months or a year and you just can't believe the person you've transformed into yeah and you just get to be an active builder for the life that you want that's what it is it's just and you did it you know you moved country you set up businesses you ran those businesses you you now move doing something else you're going to you're a full-time coach now and you've also moved again recently so you've gone from Berlin and now you're living in Spain like all of these things it's like you just become the active non-victim mode builder of your life and it's so amazing just you know to watch you from the sidelines like doing what you're doing because I think it's really it's a huge inspiration to anybody who currently feels like they're not taking the reins in their life 
to just do it. Really, I just want to say that it's very, very inspiring. One last thing, so we do have to finish. I want to say if you could just say a piece of advice for somebody who is in that place of feeling stuck or in the I don't know, it's what I call in my coaching, that I don't know what to do next. What advice would you give for somebody who's listening and who's ready to create the life that they want, but they're just not sure how? I think the biggest thing is survey around where you're saying yes to things that shouldn't be a no. I love the saying, if it's, a, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And it's just look at anywhere that you're people pleasing, you're letting people overstep your boundaries or where you just don't feel like you're in your authentic worth or if you're feeling like that like life is being sucked out of you feeling where you just feel really inauthentic and where you're just really communicating low self-worth where you're settling and just start surveying it seeing and making like a promise or a declaration to yourself that you will start to say no to things that are a no and you're not just saying yes even if it's like every single week you go and see your boyfriend's parents but it drains you and you really don't enjoy it and then it puts you in a bad mood it's like something that small and just you know you can do it with love just be like look can I take a week off I have something else I need to do whatever it's like when you just start making like promises to yourself that you'll start listening to yourself that's when they all add up and look at anywhere that you're feeling small right now and where um you desire more or where whether it's like the job you hate or you're still dating the person that treats you like shit or um just wherever you're feeling small because that's that's a block i would think it would be like just start accepting that it's almost like accepting or admitting to yourself where you're keeping small. I think that's the biggest first step and really just trying to show your subconscious that other things are possible. Start listening to podcasts, go on Instagram, look at other people that are living the life you want to do. I think it's just really showing your brain that it's possible for you and just, yeah, just start thinking that there could be another possibility. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And I think it's just that the stop settling stop playing small and just believe yeah and like I would even write down what do you want in this life what are your like pillars of life values almost like for me it's like autonomy freedom um, adventure empowerment and it's very much like get clear on what you truly want even just like the feelings you want to feel every day and then readjust your priorities where it's not in alignment with your current reality so yeah I think it's just like doing a little bit of investigative work and just stop living that yeah I think it's more when we get to do a bit of investigative work and get out of this just like groundhog day every single day is the same and just taking back that accountability I think is the biggest first step yeah absolutely love it I've loved this conversation it's been so amazing and empowering and I'm so happy that we that we finally did it where can the listeners find out more about you and hear about where they can come to you to get their human design reading and about your coaching can you just let us know where to find you yeah yeah so I have a coaching program that helps basically everything that I was speaking about and it really helps well it's helped my clients transform from this version of themselves this what I call the survival self and into your true soul self and getting you to quit your job or um, leave that relationship or make the move it's very much just like being able to get you into the place where you feel safe and secure to really make this leap and create the life you want and help you manifest and that's where I use human design and yeah I do human design readings which I love I love so much it just gives me so much fulfillment and I just love to see other people just getting that reflection back and returning back to themselves so yeah you can find me on Instagram at it's Hillary H-I-L-L-A-R-Y dot McVeigh M-C-V-E-I-G-H and my website's just HillaryMcVeigh.com so you can find me there I love to speak to everyone like I love in my DM so yeah feel free to connect I'd love to hear from you amazing and i'll make sure to put the links in the blurb for the podcast and i just want to say again such a huge thank you and i'm so happy that we had the conversation and i will see everyone on the podcast next week thanks emma